0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box.
1: What on earth is it doing here? I mean, these things are usually on the street.
2: I feel it.
0: I feel it, you feel it. It's a faint vibration. It's alive.
2: Earth Station home. A fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Who are you? Yes, I'm glad you asked that again. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout
1: the universe. Now please, get off this planet.
2: While you still have a choice. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right folks, we are continuing with the E-Space Trilogy and we are looking tonight at State of Decay, part two of the wonderful classic final season of Tom Baker, where he goes into E-Space and with his fun companions, K-9, Romana, and that other guy we're not talking about. The one with the star badge. We're not talking about that guy, but people we are talking about. We are talking with our crew this week and joining us, of course, returning is Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. How are you today, sir? I am peachy keen. And we also have Mary Ogle.
0: Hey, everybody. It is great to be here.
2: It's good to have you, Mary. Always good to have you. And of course, continuing with the Espace trilogy. We figured, why not have another Mike, since we have he filled in so valiantly last week. Let's bring back Mike Faulkner. Hello, Mike. Hello. You know, I,
1: I tried to fill in. There's no way I can fill that hat or the, or the tiki presence that, that, uh, that Michael brings. So, yeah, I, I feel like I did a, an okay job, but not, not a howdy job.
3: You, you guys did pretty well. As a matter of fact, I listened to the episode, and at one point, I caught myself because I was like, man, this is a good show.
2: <laughs> you might well want like, to listen to our a more often. I was like,
3: "Wait a minute!" <laughs> hey,
2: well, if you know, well, we know if he me. ever becomes too big with his tiki, you know, we know who to bring in as as his full time replacement. <laughs> well, there we go. It
0: just has, and to I be would still listen.
2: Exactly, no one, <laughs> it, no one would notice it's another mic, so it's okay. You don't have to change
3: any of the, uh, you know, banners or ads or anything like that. It's just Mike, Mike and Mary again.
2: As long as we can teach them how to say howdy, I think we're set. Yeah. Well, that takes some skill. I'll I'll start practicing now. Mm -hmm. Look in the mirror and go howdy. (laughs) Howdy. Howdy. You know. (laughs) I have been saying it
3: from over 40 years, so.
2: What got you started with
3: that? No idea. Uh, it start. I, I can distinctly remember growing up in Massachusetts saying it though, so um, I was a strange kid.
2: Did you watch a little too much hee haw growing yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> can anybody really watch too much hee haw? No, of course not. I've never because I'm a pickin' and I'm a grinning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god, I can we could do a whole podcast episode just on hee haw. Ooh, we do have a lot of t b a s over on Earth Station one, so Earth Station heehaw actually, the, one year I did that as a joke. I made all these new shows joining the e s o network, and I made up earth station heehaw that's that's no joke, sir <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey. we take we take our hee-haw very seriously around these parts couple of the
2: shows that people were like when's it starting i can't wait (laughs) (laughs) like earth station dreaming when we were going to do the sandman podcast or earth station link which we were going to do all about each episode of lancelot link secret chimp it could have been a lot of fun
3: that going to be like five episodes
2: if we made it that long (laughs) i would have been (laughs) impressed i think it'd
0: be five episodes (laughs)
3: <laughs> I don't know how many episodes there were of Lancelot Link. It seems like there was that would probably be very small though.
2: No, there were two two or three seasons of it.
0: Wow. That's just mm-hmm. sad. It
3: lasted longer than class. <laughs> well <laughs> that's
0: not <laughs> saying much. Though. Yeah, you might know, your bar's a little low
2: there. <laughs> yeah, come on, let's set it a little higher.
3: It <laughs> lasted longer than any show starring canine.
2: <laughs> oh, that's just oh. Oh.
3: Oh, oh! I see. <laughs> I crossed the line now.
2: Oh! No. Hey. Well, okay.
1: You, you got the, you got that Australian thing. I don't know what that was, but man, <laughs> on the other side, you're messing with
3: Sarah Jane. I mean,
2: <laughs> Mike, how could you? Oh, I'm not God. saying
3: it's better or worse. I'm just saying it lasted longer. It's <laughs> just a fact. <laughs> Anytime. I I ain't hating. I'm,
2: I'm just monkeys, monkeys dressed in clothes and going. Salmada. are you ready to go? Yes, Lancelot, it's awesome.
3: Now we're gonna get in trouble. I
2: know. Now
0: the. Crossover. And you,
2: you also, you also had the Baron. That's right, Lancelot. Like, okay, that's enough.
0: Okay, so this means you watched it.
2: Oh, of course I watched it. <laughs> it was awesome. As a yes. Cool we watched it. Yeah, haha! <laughs> uh-huh. I got it. Haha! Uh-huh.
3: Now, granted, there wasn't a lot of choices back then. That's, Not certainly uh, as many choices yeah,
0: as we have. now. there.
2: Yeah. I wonder if there's a podcast on HR Puffin stuff. That would... I'm sure you know is. there should be. Yeah, I'd be surprised if there wasn't.
0: On all the yeah. Sid and Marty Croft
2: stuff. Oh, that would be awesome. We've done a couple of episodes about Sid and Marty Croft, but. Oh, just to do about HR Puffin stuff to go into details and stuff. And the God, they had to be doing drugs.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, people think Doctor Who is weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. HR
0: Puffin stuff.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. God, Witchy Poo alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and the magic flute.
0: Uh huh.
2: Yeah, well, whew. Yes. Thank God we don't have Darren on because he'd be going off on the magic flute for a while. What's the uh, what's the phrase from uh, Harry's Alley? Uh,
3: I'll have what he's having.
2: Mm, Exactly. So we got a great episode of Doctor Who to talk about getting back on topic now. Uh, I know I'm the one who took us off topic. It's okay. It's okay. But uh, definitely looking forward to talking about it with all you guys. And, of course, we want to hear from you guys at home. Please write us at eswpodcast at gmail.com or call us at the phone in line at 404-963-9057. Some news that we do want to bring up podcast-wise. We're still going to be coming to you guys uh, every two weeks. But there's going to be a slight delay now for our listeners when they get the podcast. Because as of this episode our friends over at the Patreon. That's right, folks. If you're a subscriber to the Patreon, you get this podcast a couple of days early. So this podcast should go live by Thursday onto our Patreon. And then 48 hours later, this podcast will be released to the general public on Saturday. So... Basically, you know, it's just a couple days off, but why not hear it like you usually do and help support the network at the same time? It's, you know, the show's still free and everything, but as a Patreon and supporter of the ESO network, you get Earth Station One, Earth Station Who, and the Dragon Con Report all coming out this week early. So you'll get previews of it and you'll have the full episodes to listen to 48 hours before it's released to the general public. And it's just a nice little thank you to the people who subscribe to us. And you could subscribe for as little as 25 cents a week. It's not that bad. And you could do it at ESO network is for patreon.com slash ESO network. Pretty straightforward right up there. All right, kids, let's hop in now with Dr. Who State of Decay. We're going back to the 22nd of November 1980 and man the fashions in this was totally something out of the 80s you could tell really straight off from the back did you guys watch this you know when it first came out or when it was available in the states or is this you know something you guys came to later I can safely say I did not
1: that's because I'm young <laughs>
2: Well, you're the baby. Oh, oh wait a <laughs> well, you, well, you are baby Mike. So <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> no, I was. I was actually. Uh, I was actually alive when this came out, but I was not in a position at all to uh, to watch the episode. So.
2: Mary or Mike?
0: Uh, I actually did. Well, I watched it on PBS at some point. I don't remember exactly when.
2: And it probably for me. It was probably eighty-one, eighty-two. Yes, yeah, when somewhere it showed it on PBS. I think this is the first time I've seen this So I think this is the first time
3: I've seen uh, watching the eSpace ones I think this is the first time I've seen any of these I thought you did
2: the whole Tom Baker run
3: No, I, I actually uh, timed it so that um, I would end it with what, you know, what we were doing so uh, I haven't gotten a chance to watch Space Ones until we're doing it now
2: so. Oh wow
3: so i watched uh i did even though i wasn't on last week because i intended to be on last week um i did watch uh, full circle um, and uh oof, yeah um but yeah. uh <laughs> yeah like like you guys said um ouch um but uh um yeah so uh, yeah this is the first time i've seen it i think i would have remembered this because uh, uh vampires are kind of my thing so so mm-hmm. did you did you skip ahead to Logopolis then or or how did Hell. I had seen Legopolis like yeah cuz we reviewed that one a long like a year a couple of years ago right Mike
2: Yeah we when we did the regeneration stories
3: Yeah we did also Legopolis. did Keeper Track in as well so oh, okay. those two I had already seen recently I think I'd seen those before I started my uh viewing of the all the Tom Baker run So so I haven't rewatched them yet I will do that after you know we're done with Espace but uh
2: So he gets to still see the giant cactus, in other words. (laughs) Ah,
0: Yeah. You're a lucky man.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, but then we got Warrior's Gate next time. Don't
3: worry. Don't worry. It's all good. The moment Mm -hmm. has been prepared for.
2: (laughs) Wow. Okay, we'll give you a bottle of apple pie for those. Don't worry. (laughs) But, yes, it is... uh, it's been a while. It's probably been 20 years since I've seen this one. And I remember hating it the first time I saw it. Oh. And But I actually enjoyed it a little bit more this time. But then again, this one also falls into the category an episode and stories that shouldn't have been four parts. This could have easily been a two-parter. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they always drag it out. I mean. Mm-hmm.
2: But at least it wasn't six.
0: Kind of, I don't yeah, know. I, I, you know
2: what?
3: I'm gonna say right off the bat, I love this story. um I loved it, and I thought it flew by i mean i I thought it was fine. I thought every cliffhanger was earned, and uh I didn't feel bored at all. I thought it moved along pretty well, so i look, I'm just so happy that you know they we got a Terrence Dix episode again. This probably is the last one I would think, right is that I think, true? I
2: think the this is lost,
3: yeah, and not only because they dug this out of the you know. We couldn't, we, it was supposed to be done, uh, when they did, uh, Horror at Fang Rock. That was supposed to, right. this was supposed to be, uh, aired then, uh, or filmed then, but, uh, the BBC was working on their adaptation of Dracula then, and they were like, uh, nobody else is gonna use vampires on our network. So, um, so they had to scrap it, and it just stayed in the pile, and John Nathan Turner, uh, found it as well. Um, I also find it kind of cool that it's a sort of, um, um, a reuniting of Dix and um, Barry Letts, who's still on as an executive producer. I guess maybe because the, I don't know, I don't know whose idea that was, but maybe the studio, maybe BBC was not comfortable giving the reins entirely to John Nathan Turner yet. So having an experienced producer with Dr. Who like Barry, like maybe to hold his hand for a little while, but I I don't know uh, if how much input he really had Um, but, uh, yeah, this is a Terrence Dick story and it, and it feels like those stories back, uh, from the seventies, the ones that are just at the end of the, um, Hinchcliffe era, which is my favorite era of Dr. Who. And so you still have stories like this that are kind of written in that same vein. Cause it sounds, it feels like a, it feels like a hammer movie. Um, and, uh, I just, I loved it. I ate this stuff up.
0: Yeah, to me, this is just kind of B movie fun, you know, like. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly, that's what it felt like more for yeah. me.
0: Yeah, it's just like an old time yeah. horror movie, and it's a lot of fun to watch. And there's uh, there's a lot of overacting in it, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it kind of kind of fits what's going on.
3: Look, when you got to share a stage or a frame with Tom, you had to bring <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> oh, and I felt Tom like did. the vampires were totally yeah. eating up the scenery, so it was awesome.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you gotta, you gotta bring your game if you're gonna if you're gonna be in a scene with Tom. Otherwise, he will chew you up and spit you out for breakfast.
1: Yeah, I, I had a...
0: I mean that. Yeah, I mean if they gave out awards for overacting, I think everyone in here would have probably won one. But I mean, it's okay because it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's sort of like watching an old pantomime. You know, you're just sitting back and, and enjoying them all, cheesing it up, and having a great time.
1: Yeah, I was actually really struggling with how to describe you know the the feeling of this because I mean they nailed the gothic atmosphere. They they it was kind of spooky and cold feeling, and, and I was like, but it's also got that cheesy element. Now you now you say it matches up with the Hammer films. I'm like, exactly. That's what I was trying to think of. Was yeah, it, it is definitely a B grade Hammer film atmosphere.
0: Yeah, I mean if Vincent Price walked through there,
2: <laughs> oh man,
3: would have been
1: right
0: perfect. In. Yeah, oh, exactly.
2: Or Peter Cushing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I would have been happy seeing Darren McGavin in the, that scene. It'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so yeah, um, it was it was awesome. And for how bad the story was in this last one with Full Circle, how much better this one and well thought out the story was.
3: It really made me because we you know we're so used to comparing new Who with classic Who. I think we forget, or I don't know, we're just it's sometimes I forget. It's me too, maybe it's just me, but I'm like, wow, within within Classic Who, there's there's a difference as well. Because right when I'm like in the middle, sometime in the while I'm watching this, I was thinking, wow, this has got the feel of, of an old Tom Baker. Like Tom Baker had been the doctor for so long that the like his later uh stories feel different. Uh they're just they just have a different rhythm to them. They have, they're have, they not the same. And I think it's because of the showrunner and various other things, you know, trying to change with the times maybe. But um, there's definitely, like, if you take the last few before this one and compare them to anything from the, the, the Hinchcliffe era, it's going to, like, it's different. It's like night and day.
2: Oh, extremely so. But this is also, like we said last week, you could tell Tom was almost phoning it in in some of the scenes, that he knew this. Was, yeah, I felt completely I there was parts. That Tom, yeah, there's definitely, you could tell Tom looked tired in some of the scenes. You could tell that he was, all right, I've only got three more stories left after this, you know.
3: Well, here's the other thing, too, and I don't know if I'm projecting to this or not, so you guys tell me. But um, this is also a period where he and Lala aren't getting along, right? Yes, and and I think it's noticeable. Oh uh, of course, I think um, because Lala's scenes without Tom seems to be the old Romana, and I don't mean like the previous Romana, I mean like when she and Tom were first like there and together like there was like she was she enjoyed like there she always had a smile on her face and she was enjoying things and i don't know if it's just the see i, I find it hard to believe that they like actually wrote this into the character that she seasoned now but i found that she doesn't really have like okay so for example where i really noticed it there's a scene where they're uh, where they get up on the the throne chairs, right where she and the doctor get up on the throne chairs, and she 's kind of she looks like she looks like it 's a high chair for her because she 's like kicking her hand, her feet and everything, and he says something, and she smiles, and i 'm like oh my god she 's smiling like i haven 't seen her smile in like three stories <laughs> like like honestly smile like that, and that 's the smile that she used to have all the time. When she was first introduced, I think with Tom. So, I, I don't know if it was a conscious thing, but I definitely feel like the scenes between them are very strained.
1: Yeah, the, the tension was
3: very palpable in these these later episodes when they're together before she leaves.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, extremely it, so.
3: It's a credit to them because I think they're still being professional about it, but it, it's just you know, it, it's it's too bad.
2: Hmm it it is and it sucks because at one point they had some of the best chemistry
3: yeah well so yeah well
2: yeah <laughs> so good exactly. yeah, so,
3: right so good on, they got married on and off screen right so
2: <laughs> exactly so but it was just, it was it is very apparent and a lot of the scenes you know oh she looks more comfortable with matthew than she does with tom and that's saying something mm-hmm.
3: now I wasn't here last week, so I didn't get to talk about the introduction of Adric. Um, and that's okay because I don't think I would have had much more to add than what you guys did. And I hate to, I hate to pile on the like, let's dump on Adric train, but my God, <laughs> like, it's difficult not to, because it's just like, he just doesn't work. And uh, in this, he doesn't work until okay so prior to this in my experience i haven't seen all the adric episodes but prior to this my favorite adric was blown up adric right like that was my favorite adric um now i have a new favorite adric my new favorite adric adric is appears in i think it's the last episode and it's douchebag vampire adric <laughs> like i would have loved to seen like douche, like him become a vampire and been a douchebag like the entire run. Like he would have been one of the best companions ever.
2: Well, that's the one thing with Adric all the time is he's always the first one to join in with the bad guys. And you'll see that also in the Peter Davison era multiple times and but is
3: he doing it just to like uh, because in this one he kind of goes i like like i've got
2: a plan Uh, yeah right
3: yeah Yeah, i mean was it did he really have a plan or was he really like betraying them i mean i i would have loved it if he was really betraying them like if he's playing the you know to compare to another science fiction franchise if he's playing the dr
2: smith character right no he yeah he was betraying them in other stories This this one, he had a plan.
0: Yeah. And this one, he does try to stab the bad guy, even though it's incredibly ineffective. Right.
2: (laughs) He's not a good shot with that knife.
3: No, no. But man, when he turned to uh, Romana and was like, well, you know, it like, look, you're the one who's going to be food. I don't want to be food. I'm going to get power and everything. I'm like, man, look at, look at Matthew Waterhouse go. I'm like, douchebag Adric is my favorite Adric. They don't I don't think they use him that well, like as that later on. Like I think they try to make him you know, like they it's like a Wesley Crusher thing, right? Where he's just too smart for he's anybody just to do really,
0: Annoying as hell.
3: Exactly. And that was
1: that was one of my biggest uh complaints about this this story was that I mean I, I get you're trying to write off Romana and K9 because they're you know, spoilers, they're leaving next next episode. Um but you've also got what? To develop- <laughs> You, you Spoilers. Also, I know, man. I I have now spoiled a 40 year old episode of doctor who, <laughs> but, um, but at the same time as you're, you're writing off a long-term companion or two, you really should also be building up this, this other one that's going to be taking their place, you know, going into the future. And I, I felt like he was, his role was just so wasted in, in this story. I mean, it just, it, you could you could almost keep him on the TARDIS for all four episodes and and, and forget about it.
0: You know? yeah. he's not even in it for a lot of it. He's just yeah, hip, hypnotic state. I mean, he's not doing anything. I mean,
2: and that was the best part about it I him. was going to say yeah.
0: that's one of the reasons why it's a better story <laughs> because Edric isn't around.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's really used the only use that he has is to separate the Doctor and Romana. Which of course, Lala was like, woohoo. <laughs> yes, I'd rather be sacrificed to vampires Poor than Lala. <laughs> Hang out with you. Hang out with you.
0: You have to be with with the guy I'm feuding with, or with Edric.
2: Hold on, I'll go get it. No, yeah,
0: that's, that's, sorry, everybody. Maybe that's the doctor calling. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that phone, the phone on the TARDIS works in here.
2: Wow. You're not supposed to work. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I uh, I like the the vampire guys. All three of them were great. Um, I thought they they were. I mean, they were just like hamming it up, and I just loved it. I oh yeah. It up. I, thought, I I I almost wish though, and I like the plot too. Good for good for Terrence. I like the fact that it's not just a big vampire monster. It's it's an old Gallifrey villain. Like, I thought, like, that history of, and the idea of the Time Lords having this battle with these giant vampires that could, like, suck the blood, like, out of a planet. I was like, I want to see that. Why hasn't Big Finish jumped all over this?
2: Mm -hmm. And this is supposed to be pre-Rassilon, even.
3: Yes. Yes. So, I was like, man, I know what I'm going to pitch to Big Finish when the, isn't the the guy coming to Hulanta? I'm going to talk to him.
2: Yep. This is your ticket out of the big league to the big leagues, Mike. <laughs> the Time Lord Vampire War.
3: Screw the whole time war. I like that. I don't care about that as much as I want to see the, the Time Lord Vampire War. As long as they keep the makeup consideration by the
1: Rocky Horror Picture Show, I'll be fine with that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it did look pretty awesome, though, because the vampires look like something off of the back of a game card, you mm-hmm. know, like hey. a deck of cards.
0: Makeup was fun. They yeah. did, oh, yeah. did a good job with with the old when they turn old into dust. The bats were incredibly terrible.
2: Yes,
3: <laughs> yeah, the bats were bad, and of course the the big bad bat at the end was horrible. Like I mean, the
0: rubber bat.
3: Yeah, that was not, well not oh, the rubber. Made, I mean the hand man bat. Yeah, the whole like you know. Um, third like the the conclusion where he like the idea was so cool i'm sure writing it was like yeah but you know terrence should know better they're not they they can't pull this off so it's gonna look great um uh so you know the whole like i'm gonna shove a rocket down this guy's uh heart was just that would have been a cool effect but it- well,
0: they-
2: what are I mean- the odds though of the ship hitting his heart you know yeah
0: i mean that was yeah that was a dumb ending they, yeah. I mean, they even they gave up on showing it. They were just like, we're just going to do a hand.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, a hand obviously,
2: through the cardboard. You could have written it
3: in a way that it was like, you know, the doctor steering and all that kind of stuff, and program. Like you could have done it so that it was, but then, but then are also so close to it. I'm like that. That explosion would take out like the village, even like. like
0: it, it, and it was really. It, was, it must have been a tiny little rocket. <laughs> I mean, it it didn't make sense at all. That was just that that part was pretty
1: lame. I I do give them credit for using a uh, Chekhov's rocket ship there because you know as as the episode the first episode started up and they're like, "There's this castle on the hill." I'm like, "Oh, that's a rocket ship attached to that." Yep. I
2: wonder if they're going to use
1: that at all.
3: <laughs>
1: sure I mean, enough, they used it.
2: <laughs> I love how Tom had to go to the three different bridges. It's like we're yes. were each one of them in a different part of the bridge or something that they had to be part of. And it was just like it was just and he got very lucky that the last one he banged his hand on it and it started up. It was just yeah, like Yeah, he fonzied it. Exactly.
3: Well there's a lot of there's a lot was of it, there's a lot of funzying in this one too. So uh, like a lot of guys are a lot of, I think he is, is most, but other characters are like trying to get the monitors to work and everything. And they just bang it. And yeah, back in the seventies, early eighties, that's how we got. Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry. That's okay. I'll beep you out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's literally, it was just like every single thing, you know, like the monitor, the computer, the spaceship. Let's just bang on it. That's how you fix it. Yep. And, you know, for for us who work in IT sometimes, you know, <laughs> that's not how you fix things, folks. No matter how hard you try. But if you're Tom Baker, it's okay. <laughs> but it was, there was a lot of cliche in this. And the villagers and some of it didn't make sense. Like when they were capturing the villagers at the very beginning and taking them to, you know, the castle, they had them line up and everything. It was like, it was almost felt like too rushed for that part.
3: Hmm. I, I want I, I do wish we had gotten, and that would have been a whole different subplot, which they could have used to fill a little bit, but like, I, um i did like the idea that they were he, that guy was building an army because it seemed like the bats now am i mistaken that the bats were the people like that was his army
2: do i, don't I the know only? if they yeah. were
0: yeah i don't think so i think they were just...
2: i never thought yeah. that it was that was just bats under his control yeah,
0: yeah I, don't, just... I don't think they were people they were just
3: uh, i thought since like i thought since they were, were all vampires he was He had this army of, like, slave zombie bat things. That sounds much cooler in my head.
0: Yeah, actually.
3: I'm going to stick with that. So
0: That may have been a better plot point, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think they were just being rounded up and drained. And that was the end of them.
3: Because the rest of the guards, quite frankly, seemed really um, inept. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, the guards were. Really lame, and for that one guy, the only one who had the really big bushy beard. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, wait a minute! You don't look up, kept up, or whatever, like the rest of the guards. And it was just like, oh yeah, um, er, er." and then he hit (sighs) him. Yeah, that That went over well. I mean,
0: that didn't make any sense at all when he said, "Well, I used to be a guard. I defected, but I'll just walk back in." What? They're not going to (laughs) know. They know (laughs) you left. (laughs)
3: Well, I think, yeah, I think he, he meant that he could, he knows the place. He knows how to get in. I didn't That's think he was are, actually right? going to be, because like, it's not like he, it's not like he put on the uniform and went, Hey everybody, remember me? Like he didn't walk in doing that. He actually was trying to be a little stealthy, but I, I think, cause they were like, we don't know. Like, because the old man kept going, let's wait. We don't know anything. And he's like, I've been there. I used to be a guard. I know my way around. So I'm going to go. So mm-hmm. I thought that was I was I thought that was earned.
2: Okay. If you and there were so. little
3: things too, like the the fa- like the the couple that had the boy like the, you said the the boy that got uh their son that got like kidnapped or whatever, or taken rather. Um that uh um I think that 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 wasn't really like cuz at the end he gets a little bit of vengeance but it's just a really quick scene and it's not really that satisfied re- satisfactory resolved. like like cuz he does kind of get him at the end like you took my son and or whatever to the guard and and uh and that could have been done better i think
2: mhm i agree there was just like thing. i said i wish this would have been three episodes or two parts I I would have enjoyed it completely, but I thought some of it was a little just too stretched out.
0: It it did keep my interest the whole way through, but I admit there's some, I mean, there is filler in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just, I it's love Kane
2: canine, K-9, the leader of the guard. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how the hell he got up on that throne. I <laughs> <laughs> built a ramp. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I
1: saw that. I was just like, that is awesome.
2: (laughs) That was just like, okay. That gets a thumbs up. It is time to evacuate. I'll fall and crash and break up when I fall down. His head will just pop off. (laughs) So, yeah, it was just... For vampire story, it was fun. It was nice to see a Doctor Who vampire story, and it led into Time Lord lore, which was awesome.
3: Yeah, that's what I didn't expect from this. I thought that was was cool.
2: I think you got those that though because it was Terence. If it was anybody else, you probably wouldn't. They would have done it, and it would have, it wouldn't have made sense.
3: Maybe I, you know, obviously Terence is you know the guy who wrote it, but I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot of those that that stuff from that era where you do get stuff like that but because um, they kind of just ignore it a lot of times but mm-hmm. I, also, I also thought it was interesting that I think this is the second story in a row where the people have like this thing that they're afraid of. Like in the last episode, in, in the last uh, story, full circle, everybody was afraid of the mistfall, but it wasn't really explained, like what that was or what um, that what why you fear that or just anything about it. And in here, it's similar to the wasting. Like they call it, the, they all they're talking about the wasting, and like it's never really explained what that is.
1: There's there's a lot of parallels between Full Circle and this one, and, and that was that was one of the things that drew, drew it down farming uh, was you know they got the the rocket ship in plain sight that they're you know they've got the technology that they're they're forbidden from using or that they don't understand you know and and they've regressed somehow as a society and they like you said they got the creeping fear in the background and you know so much of it it almost felt like they tossed both both writers the same idea and said go with what you've got and. Yeah, you know, get your best shot, and then they they said, "Oh, these look really good, actually. Let's just make it parts one and part two, and go with that."
3: Yeah, and yeah. to your point, like, uh, so uh, in full circle, we get like the universal monster, like equivalent of creature from the Black Lagoon, and this one we get vampires. So yeah. it's like, hey, that's like, I don't know, are we expecting Frankenstein in the? Next yeah.
0: one? <laughs> I mean, yeah, there were a lot of similarities between those two stories. I noticed that too. This one was better. Oh yeah! Yes,
3: yes
2: oh extremely so and you know i was almost expecting that the next one will have frankenstein or something oh wait that was brains of Morbius. sorry sorry never mind <laughs> but it was it was neat to see i i overall enjoyed it so more than i did when i was younger so i guess you know having seen more hammer horror films this you know Made me feel that's where they were going with it, not just all cheese and everything. So that's pretty awesome. So any last thoughts before we go ahead and rate? I guess not. <laughs> all right. One out of five TARDISes, one being the worst, five being the best. Michael, you can go first. Which Michael? You take your pick. There's two of them. Bye. <laughs> Or myself. Ha, ha. Hey. No. and fight. Okay. All right, well let ladies go first. Mary. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh let's um Oi. 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 This I this this is fun. This is a lot of fun to watch. I mean it, uh, it's very nostalgic <laughs> for me and and like we were saying, I mean it it reminds me a lot of watching old horror movies on Saturday morning with uh, Vincent Price. And and you know, that alone just makes it fun. And is it profound? No. Does it have a lot of loose ends? Yes. Is there overacting? Oh my god, yes. Um but it but it's fun. It is just you know, I would recommend it because it it is just one of those things where you can just sit back and, and laugh and enjoy it. And it's fun to watch Tom and it's fun to watch Romana knowing that she's going to go soon. And it's not as fun to watch Adric, but he's not in it that much.
2: No, he's laying down hypnotized most of the yes,
0: thank
2: second and third episode.
0: So, you know, I think I'd give it a four. Wow. An
2: episode. Uh, okay. Baby Mike. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I think I'm right there with you, Mary. Uh, it's the, the atmosphere is something they caught really well. It does have a lot of that, that cheese. There is not a a piece of that set that is, is unchewed. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, it just has the fun feeling. I mean, even to the point like we said of, of canine somehow sitting up on top of that throne as the, you know, the leader of the guard, you know, the captain of the guard and it's just like, it doesn't make any sense, but it's, it's fun and it's enjoyable. Um, You know, the the big downsides, of course, is that it it repeats, you know, the the full circle for a lot of the plot and the tension with with uh, Romana and the doctor because of the internal struggle with the actors. And then, of course, Adric who's just totally wasted in this in this story. Uh, But overall, I think I do sell it a lot of four as well.
2: Okay. howdy, Mike
3: uh i am it's a solid 4 for me um you know the doctor and vampires and uh teren gives us a script that does them both uh justice with they have a bunch of uh, with a lot of fun um uh, i think it stands out particularly this season because ooh you know like the, the the like three or four before this are just awful like they're like Tom and 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 Romana are going on this run of of stories that are just not great, um, and I think the bottom of it is like um, Leisure Hive, which is one of my least favorites. Um, but so you know, it, we're coming slowly out of it, and by this, I think we we peak. I don't know. I haven't seen the next one yet, so I don't know. But um, uh, I, I just <sighs> think it. <laughs> <laughs> You sighed a lot at this one, though. At the mention of this one, you sighed a lot. So I was very surprised. I was like, this is really cool. Because um, I got the impression from you that this was going to be terrible.
2: I was going off of 15-year-old Mike's memory, so it's okay.
3: Gotcha. Um, and there's something I, I guess I just really like the more gothic uh, episodes of Doctor Who, where even when they go to a different planet, which they've done several times, and there's some sort of feudal, like medieval, like society, I just, I just am more comfortable in that environment with the doctor rather than the ones that are like futuristic in the space. Like those are cool too. But, but I, I, I just think you know, especially uh, English drama does that so well that it's just uh, it's just a treat every time they do it. And, um, and the, the other actors, like I said, they, they got to hold their own against Tom and I think they do a great job. Uh, creating characters that I wish—I wish there was more of this. Like I, like I said, I would really love to see, like some sort of follow-up to this,
2: hmm. or some kind of prequel, like you were talking about.
3: Yeah, or some mention of, like you know, like the, the just the fact that you know the, like I said, the just the idea of the Time Lords fighting these like big, huge vampires with the Great One being. Like the the one uh, that gets away. Like, you know, I picture, you know, Big Finish doing a great, you know, audio with the great one being voiced by, like, Tim Curry. Come on. That would be awesome.
2: Could almost work. Possibly. Hmm. Hmm. Are you listening, Big Finish? Okay. My score. I'm going to give it a three and a half. Uh, Old Mike would have... You know, well, I shouldn't say old Mike. Uh, 15-year-old Mike uh, would have given it like a two. But, you know, I've watched it more, enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And it flew really well. And it's it went through. But I'm going to say, you know, I think if a lot of filler in this and wish it wasn't. <laughs> and I wanted it to be, you know, more. But I enjoyed it. And considering what's to come, I really, you know, was like, drink it up while you can. You still have Tom. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. So that wraps up our episode for this week. want to thank everybody for joining us. Mr. Mike, thank you.
3: As always, it's my pleasure. It's good to be back.
2: It's glad to have you back. Baby Mike, it's also good to have you.
1: Hey, it is a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me for the second time in a row.
2: Well, you'll be back one more. So. That's right. Exactly. And Mary.
0: Thanks for having me. It was great to be here. And I just want to add, I just remembered there's a, there's a book, uh, and it's actually one of the better Doctor Who books called Vampire Science that uh, explores this a little more. It's not a prequel, but it it does explore the vampires coming back to Earth. And it's pretty well well written. So if anybody's interested in the books, look up Vampire Science. Ooh,
2: awesome. Is it in print still?
0: It is. You can get it from Amazon. I read it not too long ago.
2: Cool. We'll have a link to it up in our show notes then. And you'll be able to get it through our Amazon link. Which is now available again on the ESO website. Mm-hmm. So you can go to ESO network.com right on the top navigation. Amazon.com is right there, along with the of course, you know, the links to all our different shows and the ESO Network Patreon. Not too shabby. So we are going to be talking about next time, Warriors Gate. Yep, that one. The one where Romana and nine take say adieu to the tardis and it'll be fun to watch it'll be interesting to see people in lion costumes you'll see you'll see it'll be interesting so we'll be back for that of course we want to hear from you please write us at eswpodcast at com. my name is mike faber we will see you here next time on your station who podcast peace and we're done
0: You have been listening to Earth Station
2: Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who,
3: featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the
2: show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. Welcome to the Monster Sci-Fi Show Podcast. I am your host, the monster. We are Venom. I got my own parasite. Parasite? Sorry, sorry, Venom. I I meant symbiote.
0: That's better. What do you do for fun around here?
2: I want to do a podcast with you.
0: What the hell is a podcast anyway?
2: Well, it's a weekly show where I talk about the latest news in sci-fi, movies, and TV.
0: You're such a nerd. Now I'm a loser on two planets.
2: The Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast is part of the ESO Network. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view.
0: This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon... Or by shopping through Amazon.com or the T Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.